Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Indoor Air Quality. I'm your host, Kyle Knappenberger. Our guest today is going to be Corinne Segura. Corinne is a blogger and certified building biologist. She's helped individuals with chemical and environmental sensitivities through her consulting services that focus on building and re renovating homes to be chemical and mold-free. These services include helping people select zero VOC materials, picking other non-toxic materials best suited for the home, she can discuss with you some common trouble areas and mistakes often made when building a new home. She can help with sourcing materials, selecting, and overall she provides really good general resources on chemical-free buildings. Corinne has turned her negative experience dealing with chemical sensitivities into a positive one by sharing what she's learned with others to help them build better homes. Today she's going to be talking to us with some of the thought processes she went through when she was building her chemical-free tiny home. And now I would like to welcome our guest, Corrine Seguro, to the show. Corrine, thank you for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Can you tell our listeners what a building biologist is? Yeah, building biology is um, one of the only certifications I know of that looks at the health of buildings. So they look at, you know, the air, the water, the, the EMF, and all the different components that would make your house healthy or unhealthy and that's sort of what I was already doing when I was helping people build non-toxic houses and I thought this could just be something that could just further my knowledge a bit and help me along this course. How does one become a building biologist and how long did it take you to go through this process? Um, there's different levels. I did one that was about, um, you do it at your own pace. So it took me about five months. Yeah, and there's um, yeah, there's yeah, there's different options. Now you've built a home that you've optimized for yourself. Have you always been chemically sensitive? Um, I started. I always noticed I was um really sensitive to really strong chemicals, and I didn't realize that that meant, you know, there's also subtler chemicals in our environment that I'm also that are causing symptoms that might be under the radar. So once I started getting into a really clean environment, I start I really went through and I could really isolate, you know, what I was sensitive sensitive to and I decided to go the route of, you know, can I build what's the cleanest, healthiest building I can build? Can I build with zero VOCs? And that was my goal with building a zero VOC tiny house. Was there something that solidified your knowledge or, or perhaps maybe there was a, a, an event that triggered your chemical sensitivity? I don't think I was. Some people are chemically injured, like there's a really big event of the pesticides that sort of kicks off the whole illness. But mine was sort of just like here and there, like incense, chlorine, bleach. And I thought, oh, I guess I'm just sensitive to these few things. But usually that's a signal that you need to try and clean up your life in terms of the toxins around you as much as you can. When you started looking into building, how did you decide what to use or what not to use? Was was it a trial and error type of process? What was what was it you went through there? No, I learned a lot by researching for my house. I researched every single component that went into the house. I tried to do zero VOC instead of just low VOC or Green Guard certified. Um, and then I kept on researching because I kept helping other people with their houses. And then I thought, 
let's um, let's make this a little more official. And that's how I got into building biology. And I thought, you know, there's things that you can't um, even find on the internet regarding VOCs because it's such a, it's still sort of new. So taking a course like that, you can get into some of the more science and some of the more research that's actually harder to find. When you started looking into building, how did you decide what to use or, or what not to use? And was it a trial and error process? Um, one, thing about, one thing about a tiny home is that it doesn't really have to follow the building codes of the area. And so you have to be really involved with not just learning about materials, but learning about building. So because you want something that's going to last and you want something that's not going to go moldy. And for me, mold is a really important component of, you know, a healthy home. And so because you're sort of, you know, without those building codes, um, there's, a, there's actually a lot you need to know. Now, the home that you built is a tiny home. Was there anything in particular that you had to do to consider when it came to material selections for the things that uh, you could maybe perhaps put in that home or, or things you couldn't put in the home? I used the same types of materials that would go into a regular home, yeah, and that did um, end up making my house quite heavy. Um, sometimes for a trailer, you might try and use light materials to keep it light. Yeah, it's just a matter of planning and making sure that your trailer base um, can hold the type of house that you want to build. So you were able to basically use the same types of materials and as, as yeah. in a traditional home? Yeah. What recommendations do you have for people who are just starting to discover that they are chemically sensitive or have suffered a chemical injury? What can they do around their home? Yeah, I mean, the first thing is I would just go a little further than um, the obvious triggers. So I would try and take out all the chemical cleaners in the house and all the chemical detergents, air fresheners, um, anything that you can clean up. Start with the easier stuff. Those are the easier ones. You could throw them out right away. And then you might want to move on to getting a natural mattress and what, as you can afford to, you know, just replacing everything with as non-toxic as you can. And then I would do an ERMI, ERMI test or other mold tests. Um, there's different mold tests, and they all have their pros and cons. But mold is often um, doesn't often doesn't have a scent, and it's a really big problem in a lot of regular houses, conventional houses, and it can underlie those symptoms sometimes um, because you don't don't really smell it, and you often don't see it behind a shower or inside the walls. I saw on your site, and you just referenced it, uh, replacing your mattress. Uh, are there special mattresses out there? What, what should people look for? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's all kinds now, but the basic materials are natural latex, organic cotton, and wool. Um, and so you can even get a spring. Now they have you know, organic spring mattresses, or you can get just layers of latex. Um, there's lots of options. There's even a memory foam that's um, almost zero VOC. So any type that you are used to, you can now get a healthier version. A lot of building components have VOCs or can off-gas a wide variety of chemicals. Was there, was there anything that you were not able to find a suitable replacement for? Um, there, was only, there was only a couple things that um, you have to go with. Um, pipe glues on your pipes. Um, those actually cure very fast, so I wasn't really too worried about them. Um, you know, the, there's very small things that might not be perfect, like the wiring. Um, 
the appliances, of course, are, are not perfect, but those also do off-gas. So yeah, there's only a few things. Being that you were building a tiny house, were there any considerations that you had to take into account uh, to make either the home lighter or lightweight for transportation purposes or, or any purpose really? Yeah, well, I didn't try and be lightweight. Um, I used MGO board, which is magnesium oxide board. Um, I would have used, if I did it again, I would have used na nation uh, National, which is the brand name of a natural gypsum board, um, which is zero VOC. Um, so now I'm seeing more and more um, gypsum boards that are certified Green Guard Gold. Um, so it's a lot easier now. But yeah, I would try and stay away from trying to go super light by using plywood walls or, you know, these different types of materials that you sometimes see in RVs, like there's a material called Lewin. And that's a sort of type of toxic material. So Where can our listeners learn more about you and your services? Mm -hmm. Well, I write a blog that started out all about my tiny house and then, you know, went more into just building VOC-free in general, building non-toxic homes. It's mychemicalfreehouse.net. And there you can also find information about uh, my consulting services where I help people um, with the building and choosing of materials and going through the process of building or even renovating or even trying to remediate at home that they already have. Well, Corinne, thank you for stopping by the show. Okay, thanks. That was Corinne Segura, and she touched on several really good points related to building materials, and it reminded me of the Chinese drywall phenomenon that happened here in the United States several years ago where improper or um, contaminated drywall was brought into the United States, uh, particularly after some of the hurricane events of the uh, mid to late 2000s. And a lot of homes in Florida, Texas, uh, Louisiana, the Gulf Coast area were built with drywall that had high contents of uh, high contents of sulfur. And the sulfur was reacting with the heat and the humidity to off-gas a wide variety of, of sulfur compounds into the home, such as H2S and SO2 and a variety of other things, and it was destroying the infrastructure of the homes. It was corroding, wiring, destroying mirrors, piping, uh, just all the plumbing and infrastructure of the home, and it was making people uh, supposedly uh, quite sick and, and ill, and and um, a lot of reported issues with this related for, to, to people's health, and, and these were not chemically sensitive individuals. They were just... Um, people that were dealt a bad hand when it came to uh, the materials in their home. And if you're chemically sensitive, this was, you know, an even worse situation. But that, I kind of got in involved in that in the, in the fact that uh, the company I work for had products that could solve a lot of these problems with indoor air quality pollutions. And, and our decontamination technology was adapted into air systems and air filtration devices and and air cartridges that could be that could be placed in people's homes to so that as the air was circulating it could remove out these nasty chemicals and and these different odors that were off-gassing from the building materials and and Corinne was you know bringing up that good quality materials can be off-gassing a wide variety of chemicals and we just need to be really careful with with the products that we're putting into our indoor environments and indoor spaces that we keep that 
chemical contamination down, those those chemicals that can off gas and can affect people, we want to want to not have them. And if we do have them present, we want to make sure we have products that can address them at the source or in or in the air as they're circulating throughout our homes because it's hard to control what we breathe. We can't just stop breathing. We need to be able to address all those different things and, and having good quality air purification devices to remove chemical pollution that actually attack chemicals and not just particulate matter is really important. You want to have good, safe products in your homes. Well, that's all the time we have for the show today, so thank you for listening, and please remember, if you have any questions, you can submit them through our website, which is envirocleanse.com, and let me spell that for you. It is E-N-V-I-R-O-K-L-E-N-Z.com, and you can always reach us by phone here in the United States at 239-330-9650, Monday through Fridays, 5 to 8, um, 8 to 5 Eastern, excuse me. Or you can always send us an email to cussserve at timilon, T-I-M-I-L-O-N dot com. That is cussserve, C-U-S-T-S-E-R-V at timilon, T-I-M-I-L-O-N dot com. Until next time, I'm Kyle, and this was Let's Talk Indoor Air Quality.